Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number four of Revelation chapter 20. And we're going to be reading verse four. And I saw thrones... And they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. And I'll stop reading there. Now, God has just... Uh, explain that Satan was bound and he was bound for a thousand years and after that he would be loose for a little season. And we saw that spiritually that pointed to the cross. That's the time when Satan was bound. The thousand years is a figurative thousand years, not a literal thousand years. And uh, you can be sure that the people of God would have been um, on high alert at at the point of exactly a thousand years from the cross in 33 A.D. So around 1033 A.D., it obviously would have been a focus for the people who would have been familiar with these verses and and the Bible of course, was around in 1033 A.D., and and certainly they were keeping watch and looking. Is Satan going to be loosed? And is this the time the Bible has talked about, the little season? Will it come now after a thousand years? And there was no change. There was no difference because they were doing the right thing, looking at the Bible, but they were taking a number. Actually, uh, let me make sure that we understand this is speculation, but there is a very good likelihood of this having happened because God's people are the same in all the generations. And and so there it is. Um, Satan was bound a thousand years, and as that time is approaching, hey, the believers would start to talk. Do you think that that this is the the thousand year period? Uh, it has been a thousand years since um, since the cross and when the the strong man was bound. And uh, that after the time would come and go, they would soon realize. Well, no, that that wasn't the answer. And only then could they be sure. The thousand years was not literal. Just as we struggled with the five months reference in the book of Revelation because it seemed to fit so well, May 21 to October 21, and then when we passed that date, we came to the realization it cannot be a literal five months. It has to represent 
the duration of Judgment Day rather than be the actual time for Judgment Day. And likewise, due to the passing of time, you know, uh, uh, people like to say, well, you're coming to the knowledge of a spiritual judgment or or you're coming to the knowledge of certain truth after the fact. And sometimes, you know, due to our limitations as as men, as um, men of clay, we have no no ability in ourselves to make the determination, is this literal or spiritual, literal or spiritual, until a literal time period passes, and that helps us to understand, oh, uh, once again, and it is often the case, it's a spiritual application we need to make. And and so um, it's not always a bad thing when a literal understanding of a timeline passes, then it's actually can be an assist to helping understand as passing 1033 A.D. would have been an assist to any Bible student over the next several centuries uh, as they would look at the Bible. Well, we we can tell from the scripture Satan was bound at the cross, but here we are in 1400 A.D. or or uh, 1500 A.D. Uh, at the time of the Reformation and 1700 A.D. And so it's been 1700 years and about it, it cannot be literal. So let's look for a spiritual meaning to a thousand years. And when we search the Bible, it doesn't take long. We, we see the references to 10, a hundred, a thousand, 10,000, and they, they all have a consistency, each one pointing to the completeness of the virgins, ten virgins, or the completeness of ten coins, or the completeness of a hundred sheep, the completeness of a thousand hills, the completeness of ten thousand saints. And and so we see a very consistent spiritual meaning to the number ten and its multiples. And then we realize the thousand years of Satan's binding points, the completeness of his binding. So God, in other words, does not give the uh, actual timeline of Satan's binding through the reference to a thousand years. That that does not help you with specifics concerning uh, exactly when the binding would end and when he would be loosed. It, it's only when you take into account other biblical information that God does provide with the biblical calendar of history. And we see how that lays out uh, so exactly uh, with with uh, the, the year 1988 and the day before Pentecost, May 21, as the day the church age ended and the, the time um, when the 2300 evening mornings began and and how precisely the 2300 evening mornings fits and uh, as it ends on September 7th in 1994 which in a jubilee year would be the time of the blowing of the trumpet of the jubilee 
to signal the latter rain and the the glorious second part of the great tribulation in which God would save that great multitude. And and then 6,100 days falling on May 21, 2011, in exact 23 years, uh, in exact 8,400 days, a very precise, detailed timeline for the Great Tribulation. And, and then, um, since we can figure out, oh, the thousand years is actually in referring to the completeness of Satan's binding, which worked out to be 1955 years. And, and that number 1955 breaks down into key significant numbers that identify with God's gospel program. So that's how we do it. You, you can't use the, the time reference in the book of Revelation for the actual time period, but it gives you an understanding. It gives you a spiritual reference point. But then through other biblical information, you're able to identify the thousand years is a figurative number pointing to the completeness of Satan's binding, but it works out to be 1955 actual years. Or the five months of torment is a figurative reference. The number five identifies with the atonement and, and that relates to grace and judgment. So, so God will be judging the world five months and, and that's a figure that also goes together well with the seven months reference that the Lord relates to the period of the great tribulation forming seven months plus five months. 12 months or one year of vengeance that covers the 10,000 days, the very likely duration of the overall judgment of God. And and so, um, as we learn from other key information in the Bible, the five months, the figurative reference, is a likely duration of actual time of 1,600 days. And, And so, the information fits together, we're able to identify um, and, and place the actual time span to the figurative time span, like the three and a half days the two witnesses are lying in the street. Again, we draw from other biblical information to discover the three and a half days when it comes to actual time is the first part of the Great Tribulation, 2300 evening mornings, and so forth. That's how we work through these numbers. Well, now, uh, here in verse 4 of Revelation 20, I'll start reading at the beginning of the verse, And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. So the Apostle John is given a vision of thrones, plural. And they sat upon them. And in the Bible, what does it mean to sit? It means to rule. And a throne is what a king sits upon. God, for instance, is seated upon a throne. He's the great king. And so here, um, suddenly, the Apostle John is given a vision of thrones and a group of people 
that sit upon them, and judgment was given unto them. So uh, we're very curious, um, who are these people? Why are they sitting upon thrones? And, and why is God making reference to it at this point? And what is this judgment that's given to them? Well, the rest of the verse sort of explains who they are, because it goes on to say, And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Now, who typically reigns? A king reigns. He, he, to reign is to rule, to have authority and dominion over whatever it is you're reigning over, your, your, um, principality, your, uh, your, your kingdom, your nation. And, and here the souls of them are viewed. They lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. This reference to a thousand years applies to, remember, the thousand points to completeness of whatever is in view. This is not um, looking at Satan's binding. No, this, this is looking at a different topic, a different subject. It's looking at the souls that, that have to be true believers and Speaking of their living and reigning with Christ a thousand years. Now we know that the Bible tells us that when an individual becomes saved, uh, they are uh, translated into the heavenlies. Let me read from Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians 2 and beginning in verse 5. Even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, that's God, has quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved, and has raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now here, the vision that God is showing to the Apostle John is these these children of God. They're the souls of them beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God. Now, it's not people of the world. The unsaved are not uh, beheaded for the sake of Christ and his word. It's only the true believers that it could be said uh, lose their lives for the sake of the gospel. And they are the ones that are seated, or, or it says they sat upon thrones and judgment was given unto them. And and so it is speaking of those that God saves. And then, um, according to Ephesians 2, 6, uh, when God saves a person, they are seated in the heavenlies in Christ. And Christ is royalty. He is the, the great king, the glorious king of kings, and Lord of Lords, and he reigns over his kingdom, and if we are in him, then we also reign with him. 
And how long will Christ's reign continue? Well, it's an eternal reign. It, it, it goes on into eternity future. How long will the people of God that God has saved reign in him with him? Well, they will reign eternally. And that's why they've been given eternal life. And, and therefore, when it says they lived and reign, they lived, first of all, they have eternal life. They will live forever and they will reign forever with Christ forever or a thousand years for the completeness of eternity future is what this thousand years is pointing to. It, it It's really saying they lived and reigned with Christ forever and ever. As um, the book of Revelation often says that. But in this case, God is using the thousand year figure to speak of different things. And in so doing, he's hiding the the truth of what he has in mind. And that's why today um and, and over the centuries you have theologians and churches that get carried away with the, this whole thousand years and and they have developed uh eschatologies or teachings about the end that uh, are elaborate concoctions out of their own minds uh, as they just take the thousand years and then do various things with it that are not according to the Bible. Some uh, some say that Christ is going to come to the earth and reign for a thousand years, and they they literally believe that 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 Jesus will come at a time and set up an earthly kingdom in which He will reign, because it says here. They lived in reign with Christ a thousand years. After the previous reference to Satan being bound for a thousand years and then loosed a little season, and they confused the two references to a thousand years, and they they take these statements literally that say that Jesus and, and these um, saints uh, live and reign with him a thousand years, you think it would give them a clue that it's not literal because it says the souls of them. It doesn't mention their bodies. It's their souls that God is talking about because it it's speaking of the saints that have died. And, and that's why the reference to beheaded and have gone to heaven to be with the Lord in their spirit essence, in their souls. It's not the end of the world as yet, so they haven't gotten their new resurrected bodies. And and how are they going to come? And, and can you imagine that? Here you are, you've gone through this life, living in this sin-cursed earth, and seeing all the filthy deeds um, that have vexed your soul while you lived in this life. And finally, uh, over the course of time, God takes you home. And and what does the Bible say about that? To die is gain. And you go to be with the Lord and now there there's bliss and and happiness and it's not complete because you don't have your body and 
God's salvation program has not yet been completed. But wow, what a glorious uh, thing it is to to be with the Lord in heaven. There, there's no sin there. There's no evil. There's no wickedness. And and now here comes these theologians, and they uh, basically uh, drag the saints out of heaven and place them back on the sin-cursed earth. And not only the saints, but they take the Lord Jesus Christ himself uh, as though he would be interested and drag him out of heaven and place him on the earth to reign here for a thousand years. For what purpose? It serves God no purpose. It serves the saints of God, of course, no purpose. Here they are reacquainted with this evil world. And it's just mankind that, that can't get this world out of their thoughts. They They just can't let go of this world. They have to somehow involve this world uh, because it's really uh, the natural mind that would develop these kinds of doctrines. Um, It's the natural mind that didn't understand that there's deeper spiritual meanings to the Word of God, and and you can't take these things literally. uh, Christ spoke in parables, and certainly in the book of Revelation, God gives full warning all over the place. If, if you take things literally, um, it, it would just be ridiculous to to think that a beast is going to come up out of the sea. And the the image of uh, Babylon, the harlot, and, and so forth, just all kinds of things in the book of Revelation are declaring, look for the the spiritual aspect the spiritual meaning and not literally and even when Christ addressed the churches early on he would give the clue phrase let him who has an ear hear what is said to the churches and and that is keep your ears open for spiritual truth well the theologians and certain churches have developed their end-time eschatology and they have pre-mill, post-mill, ah-mill, and the, the ah-mill was probably the closest, but, but still much error, much error because they were trying to understand the end and, and God had said to Daniel, Seal up the words till the time of the end, and then God would increase knowledge. And so now we look at it and we we understand this has nothing to do with reigning on earth for a thousand years. It, it, that would be the last thing God would ever want. Here we've come to the end of time, uh, and so God has um, revealed many truths, and we can read these kinds of verses uh, very plainly, really, and God's people understand, no, it's not a literal thousand years, it's a figurative thousand years. Concerning Satan, it passed, and the Great Tribulation began, and that happened at the end of the church age. And when it concerns 
the souls that live and reign with Christ, well, it will never pass. The thousand years is forever and ever. It's a glorious uh, millennial reign. Yes, they're right about that. But it's a glorious millennial reign that goes on and on and on into eternity future. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.